0: Gentlemen,
1: start your engine! Good afternoon, Radio Hotler. For those who don't know, it's Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's
2: mind. For those who don't know, it's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Uh,
1: um, um, Technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Hot, 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 oh, cheers, cheers, Cheers. Cheers. No idea. G'day viewers and welcome to Radio Hotline episode 168 on the eve of the end of the homebush race. Is that okay to say that, folks? Can you have the eve of the end?
3: No, you've know. got that really wrong. Oh, right, well let's start that again then. Yeah, no, it's the end of. <laughs> it's gone. It's happened. It's no, done. no, no, no. I, I'm starting again. Right. G'day, viewers,
1: and welcome to episode... Three, one. two, and one. <laughs> episode 168 of Radio Hotline, that Zane's no, podcast. No,
3: no, no, no. G- can't I? No. You didn't welcome anyone, you didn't say hello, you weren't at all pleasant. Start again, be nice, welcome the viewers, our lifeblood. Yes, all three of them.
1: <laughs>
3: G'day, viewers.
1: Lovely to have you back on the show again for episode one hundred and sixty-eight. Mm.
3: And radio, an increasingly rare commodity, isn't it? Really, <laughs> of radio hot Lab.
1: that light-hearted, and zany podcast that takes a look at the world of motor racing, cool emerging technologies, gadgets, and barbecues. Mm. And here we are.
3: Not much cool emerging technology and barbecues tonight, folks. Not unless you've got a miracle going.
1: On the balcony at Woolamaloo on the Sunday night after James Courtney has won the V8 Supercar Championship, well. It's a great weekend, but before we even get ships, into that... The ships. Yes. What do you see, folks?
3: I see ships. I'm not allowed to to call them boats because they're they're naval vessels, but it's very impressive. It is very
1: impressive. Now mm-hmm. uh, There's some people down uh, by us yeah, having a party, and uh, there are a huge Apparently amount so. of
3: there's ships. A, there's about yeah? three dozen bottles of wine down there by the look of it. The only one missing
1: is is PB's boat. There's 04.
3: Yes, pd seventy three. Where's that? Where's that guy? <laughs> McHale's. And, and the uh, and the Hammersley's not here either. I'm looking for Lisa. Lovely to have you on the show, and it's great to have you. up Lovely here to in... be be back after so long. In, I thought in... I was in Centre Coventry in Penury,
1: in Sydney with us for a few days, and in fact more than a few days. We've had a great time. Been out to Homebush. It's been it's been really good. But but you know, of course, before we get on to the intricacies of
3: motorsport technology and barbecues.
1: What are you having to
3: drink, mate? Uh, it's my favourite drop, in a budget version, as it were. Wins Kunawara Estate Cabernet Sauvignon. A bit young, two thousand and nine. But instead of being what is it normally thirty to forty bucks a bottle, the red, the black label. This one's a grey label, and it's. Mm, under twenty bucks. Well,
1: for you folks, that's a, that's a big step up from the uh, the, the two dollar ones. isn't It is. It, you said I've that you've developed. Actually given I've developed. You've you've moved on from sugar.
3: I have, I have. It was an interesting experiment for a while, but two dollar wines are too low, two two dollar wines. You get what you pay for, don't you? Your palate matures. Mm, we had a very nice um, Pinot Gris. No, not Pinot gris. We had a very pinot pinot noir. at dinner, yep, and, a and a Pinot, pinot noir, noir prior. Monkey. A red followed by a white, but nonetheless, you know, we're not picky in the order. Yeah. What is the brand we like? It was monkey, uh, Mon- monkey... Monkey Tree. Monkey Tree. It was not Monkey Tree, actually, but we'll get this <laughs> soon. That was Monkey something. Monkey Man, monkey, monkey... Monkey, Monkey Moo, who knows? No, it's good. We've had a good time. But, I mean, weather's been great. Brilliant location, you know. Kudos to you for... Scamming this apartment here, up the road from Russell Crowe and John Laws. I mean, big well, time we're road. on the wharf at Willamaloo, yeah, which is uh, the front of which used to be W Hotel. It's now Blue Hotel. Yeah.
1: we're down here in uh, yeah. in, a, in, a, in a, a very nice. Well, as and you can see, looking out towards Potts Point and yeah, um, the Navy's it, across the all, road. S- all sorts of boats very here. Um, in fact, a large a large boat arrived at the moment. You arrived there on Thursday afternoon, and, and
3: we've had a great time. Yeah. Pity um, pretty about the dredger. Yeah, there is a dredger hanging yeah. at the front. But how good has the weekend been? I mean, you could not script, honestly, you could not script the end to the V8 Supercar Championship that we've had. We all knew it was going to be exciting, down to the wire. There was going to be intrigue, there was going to be drama, there was going to be upset, but how? I mean, that Saturday race, when all three title contenders went off the track in the rain at the same time, at the same corner and the championship was decided there and then there was the race back to the pits Courtney, Windcup and Winterbottom with wrecked cars wheels, akimbo everything going wrong, struggling back to the pits and the real race that decided the championship was in the garages when they were fixing the cars they had to get it back out before the end of the race to be classified as a finisher and the Jim Beam Racing team and James Courtney, they won that race they cobbled together this car that like, you know if you found it in a wreckers yard you'd reject it and it got across the line and that was the advantage and then he drove a difficult but smart race on the Sunday, Wincup gave his all I mean I got a fair play to Jamie Wincup I mean, gracious in defeat he really was Both verbally and in in his actions, but in the end, you know, Courtney won it, and it's a great victory. I mean, James Courtney is going to be a great V8 champion.
1: I thought uh, yesterday was was uh, unbelievable as well. I mean, who, as you say, who could have scripted that? But to see the race in pit lane there for uh, Triple Eight versus D.J.R. to repair the car, the the wheel came off from Jamie's front. Front for, for half a rotor to drop on the ground, and yeah, they pulled, collect- the wheel,
3: they pulled the wheel off, and the disc fell on uh, the ground
1: in the media center. Or rather, we're in the big pond media yeah. tracker, There's a collective groan there. Was that ah oh, uh, that's going to be hard gluing that back together. Mm. Um, and uh, ironically, the Jamie's car didn't look that bad, um, no. it was crabbing a little, but um, it's um, you know, maybe that's the case when when the car looks like it's damaged, they perhaps.
3: It's absorbed all no. the damage. You're right. Yeah, James looked like it had been in the war. <laughs> you know, nothing was straight, but he got it home. But it was <laughs> and, a and, good finish. And, and
1: of course, after 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 um, uh, Courtney had hit the wall there and 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 rolled down and pretty much gone. Uh oh. Yeah, I'm and got lever Libera- got well, Yep, yeah, that it wasn't. Hang on rear gunner Lounzi's come in and gone. hang on I'm going to give you a bit of a hit up the arse just to see if I can ruin the fuel tank you won't be able to get the boot open and and Lounzi's car the AAA car turned up in pit lane looking very very ugly these cars
3: don't look good when they've had
1: their headlights
3: and their eyes smashed no but they don't seem to go any slower either have you ever noticed that every car that gets snotted at the front end got the bonnet folded back they're no slower down the, in a the straight line so what is all this aerodynamic parity testing going on about? I mean, you know, they're bluff faces to the wind, no. But I mean Lounsey was unfortunate. I mean, it was you know, the track was slick he was blind, he skated into James Courtney. I mean, you know if you're cynical, which of course I'm not, you could suggest that he just, you know, rear-ended Courtney just to really, you know, try and finish him off but yeah. I don't think so. Craig's not like that and yeah. You know, nobody, certainly not him, is quick-witted enough to think of that. It was just an unfortunate circumstance. But it just, it was just the sort of the, the pathos that you couldn't invent, even though you knew, I, well, I knew all weekend, something dramatic was going to happen. The Sunday race, you know, which, which clinched it for James, he effectively only had to finish 22nd, even if Jamie won. But still, it was full of drama, he had his pit drop drama when the you know the wheel hub didn't fit properly and Wink, I mean Winker drove like a demon this whole weekend. He was he was gonna go out kicking and screaming, he wasn't gonna lose it. So, you know, in the end, Lee Holdsworth took a, a great victory, you know, took him three pole positions at Homebush to actually convert into a win. Um, for Shane Van Gisbergen was so, so unlucky. I mean he was leading into a what halfway through the final lap and he you know didn't have enough fuel but yeah you know, roller dice, you take a gamble. And so Stephen Richards, you know, like you needed a binocular, binoculars to see for most of the years, screen through to second and, and the giz finished third. So, you know, nice emotional result there and James floated home in uh, who knows, who cares, you know, he won the championship.
1: Folks, we've had this chat uh, t- together a couple of times privately, but I mean, y- you really need to, I think, bl- bring this up in one of your columns because, I mean, here we are seeing all sorts of drivers which are disappearing from the championship and suddenly they give their best effort. I mean, okay, Murph goes, right, I don't have a driver, I'm out, best result. Um, uh, Stephen Richards, hey, I'm leaving, like, first time yeah. he's got on the phone. up. Podium, uh, Dumbrell, Right, I'm going to be a CEO. Not
3: right.
1: You've won a race. Mm. I mean, well, what's Stephen going on Richard, there? Do you, do you think that uh, Jason they're... Bright
3: loses a, a you know, seven-figure yeah, look... sponsor and suddenly comes alive? Yeah. yeah, some of it is psychological. I mean, there, there is a, a weird psychology going that, you know, when your job's on the line, you, you really can actually lift it to 110 percent, even though that's a complete oxymoron. But you know, you, you lift. But uh, you know, it is strange. You know. Stephen Richards, Jason Bright, Greg Murphy, sorry, Paul Dumbrell, I'm still not convinced about, but, you know, basically all of them, they're, they're decent, good drivers, you know, in Murph's case, I reckon he's a full-on ace, he really is, yeah. miserable thing to work with, honestly, you know, you would, <laughs> you would not have, he's a downhill, I always say he's a downhill skier, He's not
1: the most miserable person
3: in Pitlane. No, but he's up there. Some that you don't talk to. He's up there. No, Murph's a downhill skier. When everything's going right, excellent. You know, team rapport, developing a car. Sorry, Murph, not so good. But, you know, as we saw in the wet, you know, it was half wet, half dry on on the Saturday at Homebush. Murph was on fire. He was gobbling up people all over the place. You know, because you know, if it comes down to sheer skill as many of the drivers in the field are if you rate it on sheer driving skill you know, a lot of guys would be world beaters but the arcane art of setting up a V8 supercar is so mysterious and so vague and has such a small window that many people who are really good are made to look like idiots because basically they're just not technical enough to sort out a car
1: James Courtney's won the championship, and uh, look, I, I have to say, I, I was—that was my preference. I thought we've had, you know, Jamie Wincombe's won a couple of years, three in a row. It would be sort of uh, more of the same. Not to say that it's taking anything away from his, his no, driving ability or Triple Eight's uh, skill and able to deliver drivers and teams in an environment that can create results. But like you say, James Courtney will be a very good, uh, good champion, and you know, there he was tonight. Did you see back in the big yeah, shelter? Helping there? the guys packing just, up. Yeah, after he had done all the yeah. stuff. Hey, he's he was a good lad. Just, no one was like going, oh, can I have an autograph and stuff like that. He was just, hey, I'm going to pick up the mat here and put this in the truck and get away. And he really made a point of saying that this championship was was won also because of the people that he works with. Yeah. And that was a really gracious thing to say. Um, and he, he meant it.
3: Well, John, it was a miracle result. Oh, I mean, right. it was... The fourth best team at best, who overcame unbelievable adversity in that, you know, th- this ownership dispute between Dick Johnson and Charlie Charlie Schwercott, which nearly consumed the team, but the people on the ground, led by Adrian Burgess, the sporting director, the team manager, and James Courtney, kept it together, and they held on to the end. Now, Team Vodafone dropped the ball. Honestly, the. the the championship was there for Win Cup to win. They made some uncharacteristic mistakes and they lost it. But James plugged away. James has always been fast. I mean, he's a. Um, I, I don't think people in Australia actually realise how much of a talent James Courtney really is. And if he'd got the right brakes, you know, everyone's got a sob story, but if he got the right brakes and if Jaguar hadn't tried to kill him, he would have been a Formula One driver, dead set. I mean, easily. Anyway, he's over that. He came back here. He is, well, I was going to say by far, that's probably an exaggeration, but he is clearly, in my mind, the most talented driver in the V8 supercar field. Now, that doesn't doesn't mean he's the best or the smartest or the cleverest because over the years he's made mistakes, he's, he's been too aggressive, but on sheer driving talent... I'm not convinced that anyone's close to him.
1: I think you're absolutely right, and you made a point earlier on discussing with me over dinner about when grip levels come up, he's the kind of guy Mm. that can take advantage of that.
3: Because he was brought up on that. That's his pedigree. He raced open-wheelers, Japanese GT500, you know, Super GT cars. His whole career was built on racing cars that had huge grip, and that's what he's used to. And it's a very... It's a bl- it's a, it is a but it 's a black sense, art you know. to try and explain to people, but you know when race drivers have grip these days that 's when you see who really are the best versus just the very yeah, but good the
1: grip comes with co- comes also uh, well, it gives it, with down if you confidence. get that together, then you, you, you go really really hard because you believe that you get into this zone where you go that actually the faster I go. The more grip I'm going to get through downforce, and the tyre temperatures coming up, it's it's a bit. It's but a bit on,
3: the, on those super soft V8 tyres, as we call them, the sprint tyre. You mm-hmm. know, the, the guys who continually to uh, continually excel on them, with who who exploit the maximum grip available are guys like James Courtney and the other super talented V8 supercars is Craig Lowes. You know, it's axiomatic if you give these guys more grip. They're going to do better. The racing's going to be better. And next year, 2011, there are going to be at least six of the events that are going to be full sprint tyre, soft tyre events, and most of the others will be a mixture of hard and soft. And the only events left on the calendar next year, as I understand it, that will be left with just the the control tyre, will be uh, Clipsal, I think, Phillip Island... Bathurst and Homebush. So, we're going to see this come into play. But you're right, you know, talent outs when you give them grip.
1: But talent isn't everything. It's about spectacular man- manoeuvres. And and I think that the, the number of different angle replays of the same situation over the weekend would have to have been awarded to Jason Bright's. A, like Mistake at the end of the, the main straight shoot um, where he managed to Chuck it into a wild spin in the in the runoff area, perfectly uh, pirouetting to return to the track there, just about knocking out uh, Steve Johnson on the way through. But nonetheless, boy, uh, Murray Lomax he decided that he'd replay it. Uh, <coughs> h- how many
3: de- I, decades of time? I reckon seven times we saw it. Seventeen. It, it was the most seven. It was the most different mo- angles. Yeah, no, it was. Uh... And
1: then we had to come in from the break, and then there was a <laughs> recap. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: It'll now it'll be the dial one nine oh two for this <laughs> highlight.
3: Yeah, but it's it's the the television's got some big issues. Honestly, I'm sorry. They really have to sit back and look at what they're doing, but they won't. What? So don't, well, don't get me started. It's honestly.
1: not all okay, mate. It's not. We'll come back to it, but it's not all about V8 supercars. The main game. Okay, we had the Fujitsu final today. Um, my mate uh, my mate and your mate a very friendly Marcus Zekanabic the director the chief chief executive of Zekanabic Towers um got his best result for the weekend starting 10th yesterday in the Fujitsu race up to 6th now you've got to remember that he's running the x tandem VY of 06 um now that the VEs are in there, and ha- ha- after him having done the Philip Island 500 and the Bathurst 1000 and the Kevin Murphy Racing Wildcard entry, he's learned about, hello, there's a little bit more aero going on with these new VEs. Yep. So he's sort of going, oh, that's, that's, that's hard for me. Owen Kelly, again, come through to basically take two races there. Nick Perkett had a bit of a go. Steve Owen.
3: Sorry, who, was it? who did I say? <laughs> Steve Owen. Who did I say? Owen Kelly. Oh, oh that's right. Oh, he got married he got married in Hawaii next weekend <laughs> oh, and Crush different. is going over yes there must be a large banquet <laughs> the luau <laughs> hey <laughs> the, Rude. the pig on the spit
1: uh, you know and, 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 and sorry can,
3: and, can we what? tell the difference between the pig a, on the spit and a luau crush it you oh, said you, said it, you said it not me you oh, said it didn't. you're just leading me to say look crush
1: it's all good um we know you're hungry. But um, I, I, I'm actually thinking that the Fujitsu V8 Supercar Series, um, and I want to talk to you about that. Why do we call it the Championship Series in the main game? Um, it, it's probably uh, incorrectly named. Maybe it should be the, the Russell V8 Supercar Series. Be- because
3: there's lots of Russells. Apparently, yes. Is Aaron Russell, Drew Russell, and... David, David Russell and, yeah. well David Russell the yeah, only one I know of so but there's another couple of Russells but hello to the other two whoever you are <laughs> uh, you know sorry mate uh, guys you know when you right. get in the main game I'll talk to you but until then His yeah brothers are
1: Mr. and Mrs Russell uh, apparently
3: <laughs> but it is a bit odd isn't
1: it um, oh but then again there's Rick Kelly Todd Kelly and Owen
3: Kelly who are unrelated well, oh, well, the, the Owen... And, uh, in the, the same Owen, way the that Owen, the others way are is. not. The Owen one is, but the Rick
1: and the It's a motorsport weirdness, isn't it? What the hell's going on?
3: I'd never spent much time thinking about it until you brought it up. I mean, Thank what's you. What's the chance of you doing my to in
1: on Pacific Sky and making it back
3: without inhaling drugs that you didn't want alive? Or me meeting many Fogarties. <laughs> Marks? they a dime a dozen. I'm becoming really distressed with my Christian name. Sorry, my first name I have to be religiously ambiguous. Don't I? Well, because every, every second person I meet these days is called Mark. You know, when I was growing up as a kid, nobody outside the Bible were named Mark. Luckily, I'm folks so there's but a point it, it of is, distinction. And
1: you made a point of people saying to you in the, in the press conference yesterday, we have to just go back again before... The, the guys did look a bit sheepish there, didn't they? <laughs> they were... There was Jamie, when cu- munching on sandwiches. Mm. <laughs> and 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 Frosty going, I'm actually really hungry. And uh, who was in the middle? Courtney. Going, who'd have ever thought this was going to work out like this?
3: Well, I mean, you could argue that, you know, supposedly the three best drivers in the series were a pack of numpties because they all went off the track at zero mile an hour at the same place. Yeah. So I'd be, I'd be, if it were me, I'd be embarrassed.
1: Well, it was, it was, the, it was the numpty press conference. Because they actually, it was an extraordinary call of press conferences because we actually had a press conference with Jonathan Webb winning his first
3: race. And he's a, he's a nice... He's yeah. A nice yeah, but nobody dude. cares. It'll be forgotten race. that's
1: not fair.
3: I like Jonathan, but, you know... In <laughs> well, in the, in the, in the c- context of the day... In the nobody, circumstances, nobody's ever going to remember that. But he still won his race. Yeah, good on him. Good, lad.
1: Is, is a bit good like, lad. is that a bit like the same today where... Um, James Courtney was addressed prior to um, Lee Holdsworth, going "Hello, right? You know you won the
3: race, but it's not the..." That was actually a bit rude. I, I thought that didn't do justice to Holdsworth um, and Stephen Richards and Shane Van Gisbergen. You know, the protocol is you have the press conference for the race, podium getters, then you move on to the, the to whomever. And yesterday was you had to have the three numpties who crashed, who were also vying for the championship, you had to bring them in for the media to talk to. Today, I would have done it differently. I probably would have... wouldn't have included James, Courtney, in the group. I would have had the race result. We would have dispensed it a bit quickly. Yeah, hi guys, yeah, well done, goodbye, thank you. But
1: there was no management about where they they were. And then I would have
3: brought James on. But yeah, anyway, that's... Yeah. You know. Look they all got along pretty well. Yeah. I mean, but, no. They smiled sweetly, didn't they? Yeah. I mean it was you know, Hulls, it was a great victory for Holdsworth. Lee Holdsworth is an excellent driver, made a lot of mistakes, thrown a lot of opportunities away, and you know, as I said, it's he, he's had three pole positions in a row at Homebush out of only four possibles <laughs> in its history. Um, and he finally converted to wins. So that was good. But I mean, if you saw them yesterday, you'd, you'd think they were complete numpties because he and Caruso, who were competitive on car speed, ended up just you know spinning, crashing, going all over the place. And you often wonder. But I mean, I reckon this weekend, honestly, you, you couldn't possibly have scripted it. I mean, I I felt people knew. I talked about it with them that that. Something was gonna happen. It was all gonna turn pear-shaped somewhere and that would affect the result. But never could we have imagined the scenario on Saturday that just decided the championship. And and then Sunday was equally dramatic in a different way. It wasn't a great race, but there was a lot lots of tension and drama because Okay, folks, you're
1: going on about it. Wind you're gone on. you've just be going on. Now you've gone on. on. Am I? Yeah, you're going on what we should also bring up is the fact that the U Championship was decided today. But that was very unusual because yesterday, when I went down to see Jack Ellsgood, I said, mate, how you going? Like, is there any chance he goes, look, no, I haven't received my points back from Bathurst, Grant Johnson, my teammate. Okay, it's probably the high-tech motorsport. Well, ironically running five cars, Jack is in a Ford, Grant's in a Holden. Um, he said, look, I just can't do it, don't have the points back, just not going to be able to do it. Well, when we arrived at the track this morning, we found out that Grant Johnson had been robbed of his points from not only qualifying, but also from the first race. And that was because the, the ute that he was racing was the Bathurst 12-hour ute that he's raced earlier in the year. It was a different chassis. The quick-release brake lines were still installed, and they were not. they were not homologated to race there. So he was... He was stripped of his points and sent to the rear of the grid.
3: Now, Jack started 13. Shocking scandals. A shocking scandal. Jack
1: started 13th and finished a little bit up. Up there. there. A little bit up from there. But Grant Johnson. Grant Johnson started. Grant Johnson. Jack finished second. But Grant Johnson started 30th and drove to fifth. Mm. Well, he closed down that gap and then he had to start rear of the grid for the last race and Jack's second. Well, at the end of the day, Grant Johnson just was a better driver on the day. He drove through the field. I mean, that, that's a class That's act. a big effort? That's a
3: class Big act. effort, yeah. I
1: mean, well, I don't, I don't, both of them are great guys. Um,
3: but As just, a race driver, Jack's a good NRL legend. Sorry, bottom line. I, am I'm, I'm not
1: yeah. going to be. i All I'm Sky saying Jack, is, on the weekend, Grant Johnson showed yeah. that he was a deserved winner of the title. No way you can say. Anything but
3: even, even, with my meagre knowledge of you, it's Grant's been in there all year, hasn't yeah. he? He's Four been years. contending. No, this year he's been contending all oh, year. It's but not it's not already,
1: like, he's already he's a double champion. Yeah,
3: yeah
1: But Jack good. was going to go back to back, so they swapped the titles, but both the same team. But, hey. No, oh, it's good. Um, also? That's it's the end of the minis? Right. Yeah. that. Good.
3: <laughs> Tragic.
1: <laughs> what, what does that, what's Ted what,
3: Tolman going to do? I know! I was going to ask you, is he going back to F1? Yeah, I'm still amazed he's alive. I was still convinced he was dead until I found out he moved to Australia and was running the miniseries. Could, no one was more surprised than me. Is he, is he dodging tax or something? I don't know. Bullets? Who knows? Very interesting. ICBMs from North Korea. <laughs> yeah. No, the whole mini thing is a very interesting interlude in Australian motorsport history. So it's gone.
1: Viewers, you might be wondering, where is JP? Well, of course, he's 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 in Adelaide.
3: Well, we wonder as well.
1: We we haven't. He has been absolutely tardy in his communications mm-hmm. over the last
3: few mm-hmm. days. If you're it listening, back? JP, call us now. On on one eight hundred. Yeah. Call us now. <laughs> That's the one.
1: I mean, I I have a, I can only assume that the PLM factor has, uh, has caught him out. Poor little Mitchy. Yeah. yeah. I mean he's nearly thirty now. Particularly more. Particularly
3: But you know it needs to be picked up all the time. It it onerous these trips to the supermarket. Onerous. Onerous trips to yeah. the supermarket. Or
1: well, perhaps. JP got himself into a bit of a gnarly battle with another parent. You know, I mean, Paul, Paul bitchy. I mean, perhaps, perhaps it is true. He's a soccer dad. Perhaps it was was true that he actually there was a shooting within the family, and and uh, they've all been killed because of the loss of the World Cup the other night, Mm. and none of the eighty point five million that went to Argentina from Qatar. For the voting rights?
3: No. That's a shame. That means we have to find a third co host. Shit, that's a bugger, isn't it? God, that's I very hope inconvenient. I hope you got a brother. That's inconvenient. Yes. Mm. So, anyway, JP.
1: <laughs> catch
3: you sometime that's... soon.
1: <laughs> How mean,
3: folks. That's really mean of you. Well, didn't return our calls. And so. Did you enjoy your dinner? Oh, no technology. Oh, went, it's tech time. Well, we'll
1: take time in a minute. Oh, we've got tech. Dinner? Did you enjoy your dinner?
3: Um, partially. Partially. The pork thingy I liked. Thank you. Was it the pork scratchings <laughs> was, or whatever? If you're ever up my yeah. way,
1: have a bit of pork thingy. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask for it. So, look, I, I went somewhere. Yeah. Someone restaurant said you like the pork thingy. pork thingy? The pork thingy. What you did like? We were at, this... the, the restaurant the, the was called... The Budab- Budabar. China
3: Doll. China Doll. Yeah. You like
1: this beer.
3: Budvar? Budvar. Yeah, Eagle. We found a bohemian beer... Ca- beer... <laughs> uh, sorry, beer. Beer cafe up in King's Cross called Doma, run by a very... Dower. Dower or Doer, anyway. A very, Snappy. A very unhappy Czech... I'll, I'll Who was amused by John for about three seconds with a video well, of, of, uh, of, uh, a of a six clo- hundred old year old uh, clock? I was going to say clock in Prague, Praha. Uh, anyway, you don't need to know that.
1: The fact that you're even telling the viewers that they be going, what kind of a nutcase is, is is Hardy with this this video of a clock? <laughs> I think that it was
3: actually I think, Anyway, I, know, I think they've already deduced that, but. The beer's good. Budvar beer is excellent. It's the real Budvar, the real Budweiser. Beer. Well, Hard Eaten no shit about beer, so don't take any notes. Is that really?
1: Is it where the real Budweiser came from?
3: Yes, that's ah, the real Budweiser. That makes it. that makes it's the real Budweiser, and there was a big. And Budweiser in America, when Budvar or Budweiser came out from behind the, the uh, Iron Curtain, there was a big legal case, and Budweiser in America, and that, yeah, they were related somehow. Anyway, Budweiser in America lost, so Budweiser, the Czech brand, which is it's Budweiser, but they call it Budvar, is able to sell itself around the world, and it's excellent, excellent beer. It really is. Apart from that, the Dömer experience in King's Cross was extremely underwhelming. But we've had a very good culinary culinary time here. We've had uh, it's including ups and down. Little, uh, cheesy tomatoey
1: biscuits and on arrival, with uh, peanut The
3: canopy that we've had here at Shea Hearty has been very impressive.
1: Now this morning we decided we'd take another ultimate uh, route to uh, to to Homebush, and and folks, so you you were put into pressed into the the driver's seat of the snot coloured rusty sausage Focus with its massive horsepower and and what what horse- do
3: you so, are the, know, vi- the flames, are the viewers, the flame... have the viewers been acquainted well, with haven't... your recent purchase? No, I think they may have been. We should explain that Hardy splashed no, out. No, no,
1: no, we, no we, they know about that, but they haven't, they? they haven't had an appraisal about how it went. Because it's, it's a bit of, it's, it bangs some flames mm. through the tunnel on the gear
3: change. It looks frightful, honestly.
1: Are you kidding me? Well, it, it looks, looks
3: frightful. All right. No, no. Vivid lime green. I'm sorry, in two years you're going to be so over it. You'll be, you'll, be, line you'll be begging. And BP ultimate. You'll be begging people to offload it. But anyway, not. But as a car, it's a be great be a drive. Car. Black. <laughs> Can't argue with black. Shut up. The new white. Yeah. No. <laughs> the new. The old white. Anyway. No. It's a great drive. It's a really good thing. So John drove me out to the track the slow way the other day, and today he was inspired to go. To Homebush via the Harbour Bridge, Lane Cove Tunnel, and then down through Top Ride right and, the road and, to and unnamed North Bridge. Right. Yeah.
1: And you, we were there
3: in a minute. We were there in a in a in a, in a thrice. It was
1: that quick. It was tooting, it and, was. and and even even Van Giz came out after after not winning his race game. and said. Oh man, that'd be so good in four wheel drive. To which Alex Davidson said, No, it wouldn't. <laughs> that'd be too heavy.
3: Correct. They are good lads, aren't they? They're good lads, yeah. No, but it's a good drive. And they went, Oh I'm you know looking you're forward to thing with the look-
1: car drivers like you car.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to wringing its neck one day as you are. But no, it's good. Hauls itself around town very impressively, very uncomfortable. The seats are just the right height. I don't know what the criticism of the seats being too high is about.
1: It's got good chairage, hasn't it? And, and, like, and it's got, it's got, it, it is a bit tech-loaded, isn't it? Digital
3: Which audio it, that got, doesn't
1: seem to... You reckon yeah, it's, it's, it's,
3: it's a... It's, it's got DAB digital radio, but we can't segue make it work. Viewers to Techland. Ooh. There it is. Yes, the digital Tecto. audio
1: broadcast system that you seem to think is only a DAB1 system yeah, that over there. Yeah. We're going to have to get to the bottom of it because yeah. it, it, it's, it's got some ports. Because
3: in Australia we've gone to DAB+. plus. To yeah, yeah. And your iPod connection?
1: Oh, yeah, USB port. Thank you very much. So you charge it up, but actually full integration. And it's actually, it is a full integration of the iPod.
3: Anyway, we don't give a monkey's about that. Bottom line, viewers, is it's got grunt. Full-on five-cylinder... Throaty, throbby, turbo grunt. Useless off the line. You know, in first gear at the traffic lights. You, oh, know, you know, every chance, every one. wanker in his Hyundai is going to be off the line. But when you grab second gear, suddenly the thing gets fierce and see, it's off where, and running. That's where you lull it into a false sense I of lulled. security. We lulled, yes, we did. No, it's good. It's a very good car. Sixty grand. Hmm. Big ass for a Focus, but no, it's special. A Focus. Focus, yes. No, it's good. <laughs> I would I would have bought... Frolicking with focus. I would have bought the one in white or blue. The green, not going to last long. Oh, but shut up. Anyway. No, Hardy's very happy. Very nice. Not allowed to have mud on your shoes. You know, I've had to put my shoes in the car wash before I got inside. Warm
1: engine's up.
3: Oh, take yes, that's warm. Warm the sh- engine up, you take know. Take the
1: shirt off and you've had a
3: cigarette in recently. <laughs> No, it's a, good, it's a good drive. Very nice. For a small wheel. With its Revo knuckle <laughs> no, that, front end.
1: sounds a bit like, it sounds <laughs> it like, is. it sounds like Pulled calamari knuckle. before they called it calamari. <laughs> what was it?
3: Yuck. <laughs> Scampi. No, scampi's all right. Is it? It's
1: like, no, uh, Revo knuckle. I guess. <laughs> but it's speaking got a, of Revo
3: it's knuckle. It's got a bit of, viewers, It's got it's still got a little bit of torque steer. You can't get away from the fact it's front wheel drive pumping, what, 350 horsepower? 345. 350,
1: 350 but, horsepower. But There's a lot of power going lots. through the front
3: wheels. Big, big, big irenes of torque. Yeah, yeah. lots of cojones, yeah. Irene, yeah. But, uh, do you know, I, I I thought it was particularly... Are you still with, are you still with us? Because, you know, we were discussing motor racing and serious subjects and we're now yeah, wandering what, on What, on what a I tangent. thought
1: was particularly handy uh, was there was the, you know, the, the the last, the second last lap there of the, of the second race today, and there's there's all the Fujitsu uh, uh, GRM dudes over the fence, you know, as as Holdsworth comes through right on the back of Van Giz. You go, no way is they're going to do it. And what they did, all of them like this, with their fists clenched, they went, let's play rock, paper, scissors <laughs> <laughs> across the fence. <laughs> and going, um, could you could you hurry up?
3: Well, I, well I, when Stephen I, Stephen, and then, as that was, Stephen Johnson did these. Motor Kana, Jim Carter slalom act around the foremost all van gears a, was, yeah, on the, but, on the but, finish do, line. Do you
1: think that Holdsworth that was looking going, oh, okay, sorry, thanks guys, sorry. I, I didn't hear that on the radio, I'll get all the data off everything, I'll, I'll just actually
3: put the pedal down now. Well, they don't win very often, so you can imagine them getting excited.
1: Gary Rogers couldn't bear
3: Clown. looking at it. Clown. He was there a tuxedo. On complete the clown, he is. is the it, world's is oldest he? clown. He's is, he is funny. But he's not as bad as Barnum and Bailey.
1: With your, with your following, a, your following person, that man with the curly hair that follows you around and waits for you to finish. That's and you. No. No. no sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he works for a man that's going to Hawaii.
3: There yeah. he is in his green shoes. That's you. You're the only one I know in green shoes. I don't
1: wear green shoes.
3: No, well, not I was today. In green shoes
1: yesterday. But we'll We're such like annoying. He's just annoying. Can't he get anywhere? Ah the
3: yes. The yes, annoyance yes. of it. conflictcafe.com.au <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Ah yes, he is. It's, like it's a, starting to get he's tiresome. Like a, he's he's like, like a mosquito a yeah, noodle, buzzing around you. He's him. like a noodle in chicken noodle soup. Uh, much yeah. like the same. Yeah, okay. Sorry if you'd said the big square frame. I didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't do <laughs> frames. One mustn't must be too square. They are annoying. Yeah, no, conflictcafe.com.au. Go away. Oh, look, there's a message from them. Hello, we've got it out first. Oh, crush, oh crushes... Who knew he was a viewer? Oh well. Who is it? <coughs> Not Crash. <crushing.
1: laughs>
3: it's, it's actually Julia! Exclamation mark.
1: Julia!
3: Exclamation mark.
1: Well, folks, I mean, like without JP to sort of uh, ruin the evening, I, I think, I think that's probably uh, no uh, a, a, enough enough from us. No barbecue. But I thought, post this. Shall we talk about James a bit more? Yeah, we can talk about James a bit more. But I thought after this is finished, we'll we'll put on uh, the. Um, the audio transcript of the, the press conference which I thought was, was quite amusing and <coughs> <Let, coughs> you'll actually get to hear the
3: let the viewers know what was said
1: well but they'll and hear, we'll the, they'll hear the mood of the the tone of the voices and I think I think that was I
3: think it was pretty good because you know there we had you know four people and yeah interesting but anyway stuff. viewers keep an eye on James Courtney you've only just begun to see the best of him he's a good lad I'm a bit biased, I've known the kid since he was like 16, 17, back in the UK in uh, 1999 when he was doing Formula Ford, Um, I was going to say I've grown up with him, he's grown up with me, we get on very well, Um, I rate him highly but he's a really decent individual.
1: Now, you, 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 um, you,
3: and he's a good personality. He you, really is.
1: You've caught up with Dick this afternoon, and you've caught up with Charlie Schwarkoff. Schwarkoff is one of it. that.
3: That's that's <laughs> Schwarkoff. <laughs> Shampoo. 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 Shampoo, Charlie Schwarkoff. <laughs> yeah. Well, but we,
1: mate, that's for your A.A.
3: scene. No, no. Yeah, oh, no, but we so can we talk. Know, no, if we if can talk, talk about. It, about it. it. But I mean it's such a complicated
1: nightmare I I, I just don't think, I think it's better off viewers,
3: bottom line is no, no, we've talked about it, no it's fine bottom line is, you know Dick Johnson racing will continue Dick's a great survivor, he's managed to work things in his favour he's got control of his team Charlie Schwergalt's had to pretty much walk away from it with good hair he ret- yes, he's kept one of the licences, which he's leasing back to Dick Donington Racing for a couple of years. Um, but he's had to swallow a big loss. Um, you know, Charlie nearly got it over the line. He had Pepsi Max, Pepsi Max. He had Ford. He had FPR. He had James, all lined up to go. At the 11th hour, it fell over. Were 1.5 million cans of
1: Pepsi Max being well, produced as a rumour? Well,
3: there was a rumour that 1.5 million cans of Pepsi Max had been produced with James Likeness on it. Likeness? Um, that's not true. But 1.5 million cans with an FPV image on it and a co-promotion that was linked um, to the whole Charlie Colt, James Courtney, FPR run, a Pepsi Max-sponsored car that's going ahead, so they'll have to sort that out. But, I mean, honestly, guys, it's so complicated, you don't want to know. All you want to know is that...
1: Radio hot Lap has Ford... got the full details.
3: No, all you need to know is that, that Ford missed out on a big opportunity to keep James as their champion. It's gone. He's off to Holden Racing Team. Holden Racing Team basically outbid everyone else. James is now by far the highest-paid V8 racing driver for years, and
1: can't Garth Tandel wait for him to turn up because they'll be great
3: mates. Uh, yeah, like oil and water. That's going to end in tears somehow. I don't know. And who's left crying, James or well, what, Garth? What, what, I don't know. What, what, what was, uh, James is, what is was a lot Garth's tougher than he looks.
1: Accurate description of Scafie
3: <laughs> It was pejorative. It was not.
1: Big those C word. One
3: captain, I sorry. could I couldn't comment I couldn't comment anyway it'll be an interesting fight between those two and all the more interesting because you know to put it bluntly HRT have just lost their major they're not the team they used to be so you know James has gone the right direction in terms of money um, and commercial muscle that just the brand of HRT brings with it but. Whether he's made the right right decision in terms of a competitive car, well, we'll have to see. But, you know, James is a pretty canny driver. He can bring a lot of setup now to that team, so maybe he can help turn them around. I don't know. It's just been an ugly saga, one which should never have got to this point. V8 Supercars really needs to look at itself for letting it get this far in terms of the ownership dispute. They intervened at the last minute, but too late, and it's a very unhappy compromise. So, anyway, bottom line, guys, is the championship's not, over. James Courtney's is the champion. He takes the number one plate to hold next year. Deal with it.
1: One, uh, one, one thing I I think the Supercars should have a look at is that you know the the, the crowds watching Fujitsu are, are very, very low compared to the main game, and, and okay, that that's how they've portrayed it up until now, but. Maybe they, you know, they're both supercar categories, and okay, their hand-me-downs a little bit, but perhaps if they were to, to their yeah, supercars were to sell the fact that these are the champions of tomorrow, that, that's not true. They all, wait, or they don't all, they don't all move through. But it's it, it's a it's a proving ground, and we still have this development series name that's it's not portrayed out there in the public, it's just done within the sport. I think it would be very more helpful if they if They gave them a little bit more billing because, crikey, they were down the chook shed, you know, and everyone else is down the chook shed. And yeah, I know it's it's money and shininess, but how do we how do we get a little bit more?
3: Good question. Get real. It's one that the V8 Supercar officials have to work on. The development series overall has been an abject failure in terms of breeding V8 Supercar stars. Really hasn't. A couple
1: of years back, though, folks, there was a lot more hand-me-down sort of alliance, and now it seems like it's back to... It's just a used car yard.
3: Three things need to happen, I think. One, the Supercars super has to get behind super it and promote hards. the series super and have some standalone events and have some varied formats to make it more interesting. They have to compel... The top V8 supercar main game teams to run junior teams in the Fujitsu series. Look what happens to
1: nationwide and Sprint Cup. Look at that. Like Kozlowski that runs main game just won the nationwide series.
3: I'm getting there. Third leg is that main game drivers are allowed to compete and are encouraged to compete regularly in the development series, thereby having a yardstick against which the young guys can judge themselves. The field will become a little more even and interesting. I think it's next year when the FG Falcon is eligible. So then you'll have VE Falcons against uh, VE Com- v Commodores against FG Falcons because at the moment it's a mishmash of some VZ Commodores, some VE Commodores, and all VF, BA, B, blah, blah. You know, get that all sorted out. They're
1: all looking pretty tight. There's only a few cars in the field that look smart. It's... A,
3: it's yeah, you know, it's, it's a big, great formula, but they need to work on it and, and more like the model, as you said, of the Nationwide Series where the, the Sprint Cup stars, or many of them, regularly fall back and compete. So then the guys who are coming up have something to base themselves against.
1: And, and you've got to give Paul Morris like, a pat on the back for that, because he actually does do that. Hey, look, hey, maybe he's gone. I'm not going to do that. He's not going to be a mobile shaker. was a good
3: steer. This year's been better because you've had Steve Owen in there and he won the championship, as he should, because he's but, but he actually very, very experienced. Well, <laughs> you say so, but they're actually ex-Tasman motorsport cars that couldn't get out of their own way in the main game, so go figure. Jack Perkins got in there and, and, uh, and went well. So and you know, we had a couple of other floaters around there yeah. Cameron McConville had a go but We, I, we, I we had
1: seen the first conversion though, is it the first time we've seen a like, uh, a, a, a winner of Fujitsu previously uh, Jonathan, Arsenal, Webb. Jonathan Webb yeah. coming through to get a result in his first well, year in he, the main he's game the no best. No on He's
3: the best yeah. by far the most distinguished Mind Fujitsu you, that, champion that was, coming that, in That
1: was a, a combination of events one, one uh, yeah, say hey, a win is a win, but mm. you could also argue. Well,
3: nobody was impressive that. without that. Jonathan Webb has been very impressive this year, even without winning the Saturday race. And he, he, he well.
1: In. He's, a, he's, a, he's a man of the field.
3: He's been around for a long time. Don't forget. Yeah, he can He was doing racing. career cup back in two thousand and three. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a good lad. But if I'm sorry, but the history of development series champions who move into the main game is, is quite a tragedy. The only one who's actually made it is Mark Winterbottom. And he nearly got left behind. He spent two years grubbing around with Larkham Motorsport doing nothing until an inspired decision by Tim Edwards brought him onto FBR. And he's yeah, he's yeah, come through but the rest Paul Dumbrell, who's I think is almost the original development series champion, I mean apart from his stellar performances in Simmons and Sandown really 11 years to convert goodness. There you were, like
1: having a chat to Tim Edwards there. Dean, Dean
3: the Can had yeah, won shed. it twice.
1: There you were, having a big discussion with Tim Edwards in the big in the big shed there tonight, trying to try debate what went wrong with the car. Big, big oil droppage. There they were the la- last night with the endoscope down there trying to work it out. I said, Tim, look, can't you see? There, that was the problem. <laughs> you just didn't see it last night. Mm. Because it, there, there clearly was one.
3: Uh, Well, John, it was a very, very technical problem, and, you know, a very technical problem demands a very technical explanation. That's right. The engine shit its guts. That's it. And so have we, viewers episode 168. We have shit our guts, haven't we, really?
1: We'll speak to you again before Christmas and in fact, coming a, up A
3: soon, Christmas edition? Are we going to have a Christmas well, yep. with I've mistletoe got... and wine? And, uh, will there be wine? Will there be whining? whining. I know
1: that. And, and I believe that uh, not next week, but the week after, well, I'll, I'll be down back down in Adelaide to pick up the Rusty Sausage for the Rusty Sausage's long voyage Port Macquarie for Christmas. Oh, through um, through
3: bushfire ravaged central western terrible, New South Wales. Which is now currently underwater. Uh, oh, flood light, ravaged.
1: Right like oh, it. okay. Um, international Paul, who's coming there. Will you be there? It nev- Who knows? It never stops. You'll only it? have to wait yeah. for 100 episodes more than folks' favourite episode.
3: 169 of Radio Hotline. So viewers, you've just been listening to, or... You've just missed Radio Hot Lab.
1: <laughs> Why do you always do that?
3: That's uh, my signature. It, it's your signature, Silas. It is, yeah. Silas. Anyway, all of you, go away. It's over now. Piss off. Leave us alone. Big Pond Sport
4: welcomes you for the 26th and final time to our post race media conference for this, the Sydney Telstra 500 race weekend. Another torrid race, another hectic finish, and our top three place getters at completion of 250 kilometres after SB Tools Racing, Shane Van Gisbergen, for Dunlop Super Dealer, Ford Performance Racing, Steven Richards, for Fujitsu Racing, GRM, Lee Holdsworth, and ladies and gentlemen, our 2010 V8 Supercar Series Champion for Jim Beam Racing, James Courtney. James, I'm sure Lee won't mind me, starting with yourself. It's been a, an enduring epic to come home as the championship winner here, and I know you were celebrating in fine style, but it really has been a rollercoaster finish to the season. You've led the championship since Winton back in May, but finally you've got your hands on the 2010 crown. How are you feeling? Yeah, relieved.
5: It's, um, you know, it's been a pretty crazy time, and it's uh, no way sunk in yet. It's just more, more relief at the moment. I just uh, can't thank my guys enough. They uh, Yeah, the job that they did yesterday and today, today wasn't without his drums, we had a gun or something break in the first stop, so couldn't change the the right rear and then had to come in and have another stop and it was just, um, I didn't think this year was ever going to end, it just kept going and going and with drums and twists and turns and it's just, uh, I'm just unbelievably relieved that it's over actually, it's, um, yeah, and it's great, great to be, it all washes up
4: being the guy that, You've won two World Karting titles, the British Formula Ford Championship. You've seen motor racing globally at the highest level. How hard is it to win the V8 Supercar Championship Series compared to the other championships and titles you've won? Um,
5: hard, uh, but uh, look, just just look at this weekend, the, the craziness that went on. It's, uh, and this cha- championship's unbelievable. We race all over, and you know, the best country in the world. And, and um, you know, these guys can mix it with anyone on the F1 grid. It's uh, you know just because they race Formula One doesn't mean are better than them. And um, you know, these, these guys are unbelievable, they're great guys to race against, everyone's really fair, good, fair, hard racing and, and the category's sensational with the way that they uh, do the rock and race and all that sort of stuff, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a perfect package and, and um, you, know, you can see what such a good job the championship's doing that uh, Formula One's starting to, uh, to you know, follow suit and, and try and do the same thing as what these guys are doing, so
4: it's, uh, yeah, good, good championship. It's been a turbulent time, well-documented, obviously, uh, in what's been going on with the ownership dispute, et cetera, and the construction and makeup of Dick Johnson Racing for the future. Yesterday, you saw one of your teammates, effectively, Jay, uh, Jonathan Webb, having a race with his team and the rest of the teammates in that team helped your guys repair that car overnight until 3am this morning. How hard is it going to be to leave some of those guys behind, depending on, of course, where you're going? I don't know if I'm leaving anyone behind. Um, like I said, I can't speak That's
5: enough in. for the guys the um you know, this championship belongs to every one of the guys that, uh, that works at uh, Dick Johnson Racing they've uh, put in unbelievable hours and, and um, you know, really spent every penny wisely and, and had to think about it and it's, uh, you know, it's to repay Dick and give him a championship after not having one for 15 years um, win it for Ford um, it's, um, you know, it's, an, it's an amazing achievement and um, yeah, like
4: I said can't thank the guys anymore What words did uh, Dick Johnson have to say to you at the completion of that race when you arrived back in pit? Um, there's just one word, and he said it really loud and for a long
5: time. It's you know, <laughs> yeah, you can imagine what it was. It starts with that. So, Fantastic. Um, I think he was pretty happy. So it's uh, yeah, like I said, it's uh, you know it's, it's probably made this championship even um, more emotional and everything with uh, with all that stuff going on and just what a tight bunch of guys and we, we all kept our heads down and, and um, in the end we did it. So it's uh, you know it's great that a that a family team can still topple the giants.
4: And the race itself, obviously, you managed to make contact a couple of times with cars in front of you. Were you disturbed by that front bonnet occupying your eye space as you were going forward there after contact with Michael Cruiser? Oh, it wasn't perfect,
5: but, um, you know, all I had to do was keep going around. So, uh, you know, I was just trying to stay out of trouble. And then I think it was when, I think, um, someone went into the wall down there, on propped. And I uh, left like the reason, just hit back of Michael, and I just just caught the bonnet, just lifted it slightly. So, it, um, you know, it was fine, but I was just... I was just cruising and, and uh, trying to stay out of everyone's trouble and it just kept happening around me, Webby was sideways in front of me, Um, yeah, it, was, it was chaotic, so I was saying to Leah that it's actually felt harder to just roll around and stay out of trouble than actually racing, because um, when you're racing you're pushing 100%, you focus the whole time, but when you're not pushing as hard you start to think about what's going on and wonder where Jamie is and talking with the guys on the radio, it's, um, you know, your concentration goes away, and with uh, the championship on the line too, was, uh, it was a pretty crazy
4: day. You're always seen to be, you racing drivers, as a helmet-wearing, hard-faced sportsman, but there's genuine emotion running through you at the moment, isn't there?
5: Yeah, like it's, um, you know, it's, it's the guys, they're just, you know, they're an amazing bunch of guys, and they've uh, worked their asses off to, uh, to get this, and to be able to repay
4: them today, and then see the emotion in them, and. enjoy James, you've thoroughly deserved it since joining the band Supercar Circus back in 2006 you are our champion, congratulations to you Dick Johnson Racing and Jim Beam as well well done. Good work to the guys <laughs> Lee please don't feel bad that we've started with James of course but you've just scored a fantastic and resounding victory for Fujitsu Racing GRM three pole positions here at Sydney Olympic Park in two years but late in that race do you think it's just not going to happen
6: yeah, it's nice to be up here after a race for a change, rather than after qualifying, but um, yeah, we had the pace and uh, and, and being Gizzy just got, got up to up in front of us at the end, we didn't know how he jumped us, but um, he was obviously with a lot less fuel, and um, yeah, really good strategy, but very unfortunate for him, he ran out on the last lap, unfortunate for us, and I really feel that we deserve this one, our team uh, have been pushing really hard this weekend, not been driving the car on the edge to, uh, to try and get up there, so to get two pole positions and, uh, and have a perfect day today with the race win is uh, pretty special. I really felt that you know, that one was was coming for, for a long time because we missed out last year. It's your second career
4: victory. Any chance that team owner Gary Rogers might have said something that was a little bit louder than Dick Johnson said to James?
6: <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know Gary, he's a bit of a, a strange one, but even he might <laughs> <laughs> have something pretty, uh, pretty funny. He, he had a tuxedo on, on the grid, so you can imagine. <laughs> Permanently ensconced in the top
4: ten in the championship, but, of course, this win's a fantastic way to close out your season. Some personnel changes in the team during the course of the year. Could you be genuine championship challengers going into 2011?
6: Uh, well, I mean, you've got to be winning races um, you know, more, more often than what we're doing at the moment to be championship contenders, but I think we're certainly on the right path to, uh, to get the team to where it needs to be, you know, within a couple of years. So um, this back half of the year has been brilliant for us, we've shown really good car speed, haven't quite put it all together with um, you know, pit stops and um, you know, I've, I've made a few mistakes and um, so it's cost us some results that would have been quite, quite, um, you know, quite strong so um, to actually bank a, a win um, at the end of the season is brilliant and um, gives us a really good platform to go on next year and uh, we can keep building from here. Oh, well done Lee, to you and your team. Fantastic to see you on the top step of the podium. Thoroughly deserved on the streets of Sydney. A great place to do it as well. Thank you. And uh, I just want to say a big congratulations to James. I think he's driven a, a brilliant year. Um, a very smart year. And uh, he deserves his one. Steve, fantastic to see you here. It's the
4: 27th career podium for yourself. The first one since Phillip Island 2009. Your season's best was fifth coming into this race. Right at the very end, did you think, oh, I'm as good as I ever was? Yeah, no,
2: it you know, what, what can I say? It's been a, it's been a fairly torrid year um, for me, and it's, it's nice to have one. There's been time, times where we've been capable of being on the podium at, at a few races this year, and we just haven't got there. But um, you know, I, I can't say enough about full Performance Racing. You know, they're a great group of guys. Um, last four years has been absolutely fantastic. I've got no complaints, um, and it's just nice to get one over the line today. For, for the, particularly for the Dunlop Super Dealers, they, they came on very late piece at the start of the year, and it's a very, um, the, the, the network of dealers there are, are a very tight-knit group, they show a lot of passion for their brand, and um, to, to come away and get a, a result
4: in my last race for FPL was really good. 16th on the grid, second place in racing, you were watching closely Lee trying to track down Shane Van Gisburg, you just didn't have quite enough to stay with them, but you're thinking, gee, if Shane runs out of fuel and Lee takes him out, I could be looking good?
2: Yeah, look, that, that did cross my mind at one. Doubt about that, I think um, I think we were all pretty aware of how, how close to the limit um, Shane and the Stonies have gone with, with the fuel. So um, I must admit I was incredibly surprised to sort of see every, every lap that we came around the start. I was expecting Shane to peel into pit lane and go, go and get a handful of fuel, but um, you know full credit, you know he, he drove a pretty tough race there. Shane's cool suit failed towards the end, and we all know how bad that is. So yeah, good to get over the line um, as I said, and, and well done
4: to and of course, well done James where well, you won in every category, you've contested and you're a gentleman of the sport. Good luck with your future plans, let's hope we see much more of Steve Richards still in V8 Supercar in 2011. Yeah, thanks Chris. <laughs> Shane, it's your ninth career podium and at one stage there you were happy to get your first career podium, but is that the worst third place you've ever had? Uh, I don't
0: know, oh, I've just got so many emotions running through me at the moment. And, uh... You know it was hard because we were in a pretty bad position and we rolled the dice there and come away with it but you know to be so close to a win is, is quite devastating for not only myself but for the team and Ford and SP and everyone so it's quite gutting but um, you know I was trying pretty hard there at the end and saving fuel before the safety car came out and you know I think when the safety car was out I was even hitting the safety car, drawing a bump draft, didn't save gas so it was pretty tough but um, at the end there I, I put the reserve on about two and a half laps to go and, when I first came on the straight on the last lap I felt a cough and was trying to hit the curbs extra hard to shake the fuel around, but um, you know, just coming out of the turn eight it um, coughed and started slowing down and I kept flicking it from main to reverse to try, main to reserve to try and make it and uh, you know, we just did, I think it was quite close for fourth Then I think I thought Stephen actually got me, but um, to be on the podium is pretty cool and um, it's good. Yeah, you were pretty fortunate. That, uh, the start line was so close to the final quarter there. I'm not sure if you saw how close Steve
4: Johnson was to you then the wall because I don't think he realised you were going as slow as that. Did you realise the evasive action
0: that Steve had to take to miss you? Yeah, I saw him going to the right and I thought I'd given him enough room, but then I seen him duck left at the same time, so I just ducked down and closed my eyes and pushed him forward. I'd seen him have a big tank slapper and um, I didn't actually know we come, came third and Paul didn't tell me on the radio, so I was pretty stoked when I saw that on the time sheet. You're a fit young man. It's the second time we have had a cool suit failure. Last time was when you were battling with Jamie Wink up
4: to try and wrest the lead from him at Surfers Paradise. Now you've come home third with no cool suit. That might be the secret.
0: Yeah, maybe. But it's not, I don't think, um, I'm not sure all the cool suit failed. If Paul didn't tell me, it probably would have wrecked me in the head a bit. But I kept feeling it and it was bloody hot. And normally when it's like that, it's not working because it's quite cold normally. But um, I'm feeling it now. I laid down before and just cramped up completely. I was in pain. But... Uh, you know, tonight uh, we'll make up for that and be good tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be
4: all Gatorade assisted as well. Your time will shortly come, Shane. Congratulations on another podium Park, for the finishing position. Well, uh, thank you. Thanks a lot. Just to recap the championship points: <clears throat> <clears throat> James Burton, 3,055 points. Jamie Wincup second, 2,990. Mark Winterbottom, third, 2,729. Craig Lowndes finished fourth. Garth Tander, fifth. Shane Van Giesbergen, sixth. Lee Holdsworth, 7th, Rick Kelly, in position number 8. I'm sure we've got some questions for our four drivers here. So please, the roving mics, put your hands up and let's ask these boys some questions. I can't get James to cry, maybe you can.
5: James, at times I've been surprised the team hasn't put a gang order on you for some of the things you've said. Uh, has that just been a, a bit of a move to push your team harder given that they've been experiencing such adversity? Um, what with me pumping them up? Uh, like when you've said the, te- uh, the car hasn't had any developments, um, you know, you've hinted from time to time that, that the team hasn't been going well with the ownership changes
4: and things like that.
5: Um, I think everyone. What's what's been going on? I didn't have to go on about it, but it's um, you know it's, it's what it is. It's, um, you know everyone knows that it was happening. There's it's, um, no point going on about it. it uh, it's happened, and you know we ended up winning in the end, so it doesn't really matter. All that stuff's relevant, you know. um James, James, I saw you uh, sort of shaking your head when you were coming out after that second pit stop
2: where they put the the rear tyre on. I mean, what was going
5: through your head at that point? I was thinking, again, is this ever going to end? There's uh, so many twists and turns, and it could have been nice and straightforward, and we'll come off and go on and go out, and we're sort of just cruising around, and I think 15th or something, not even. And then uh, that happens, uh, just thinking I was going to be last and have to uh, work again, and Jamie was leading at the time, so it, uh, yeah, could have done it without at the heart rate. Uh, James, looking back at the 2010 season, what would you look back as the season defining moment for you? Um, I'd say when we got back at Clipsil, uh, we really weren't happy with the car when we we're in the Middle East. We changed a little bit over the summer and uh, yeah, when we got there we thought it was a good thing, but when we uh, got over there it wasn't, wasn't what we uh, wanted. So uh, you know as soon as we come back we got those you know we had those two awesome races at, at Clipsal where we started in the back and we had engine drums and we got up to second and yeah, you know, Garth won them but we, we ended up second and that was probably a point where I realised that we um you know we had a really good car and we really could um you know challenge for
4: it this year. Any further questions? Okay, we'll end our formal part of our media conference now and look forward to counting down the remaining nine weeks between now and the start of next year's championship year. 2011 Bad Supercar Championship Series coming to you from Abu Dhabi and Yasmarina in just nine weeks' time. Big Pond Sports signing off and see you again in 2011.